Week two of the 2022 preseason is underway. We'll talk Bears and Seahawks, our big takeaways from the Thursday night football game. We've already talked Friday games and previewed those on yesterday's program. Check that out. So we'll get into the Sunday and Saturday football games for week two preseason. What to watch for in all 11 of those games coming up on today's Peacock and Williams. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Thanks for joining us here on Peacock and Williamson, and thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are amidst the preseason, Matt, and we will preview the Saturday-Sunday games on the schedule this week. Got some uh, notes on Bears and Seahawks, uh, two not very good football teams, it looks like. (laughs) I want to let the folks out there know that today's episode is brought to you by Elias. Their app gives you access to team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, Give yourself the edge this NFL season. Find Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or Play Store today. I don't think it's a stretch, Matt, to say that. You, I mean, you can't take too much away from preseason games, but both starting quarterbacks were in there. No, Actually, no quarterback has played as far as starting quarterbacks around the league. If indeed it's going to be Geno Smith, then Geno Smith has for the Seahawks in the first two weeks. So we've seen what that first unit looks like quite a bit. I mean, not you know his best pass catchers and all that. There's, you know... It, You don't want to overrate the preseason, but man, it does not feel like the Bears or the Seahawks are going to be any good this year, despite the 2-0 start for the the Bears. (laughs) 27-11, the final score there, if that matters to anybody out there. Uh, It doesn't matter to me. I think there's a chance that these two pick one and two in the draft. Like I'm willing to even put them in that kind of lottery. I I think there's big problems with these football teams. You're right. Geno played a lot and played a lot the first game, played the first half. But Drew Locke had COVID. Justin Fields played nine snaps, and Trevor Simeon comes running out in the middle of the four, first quarter. I'm like, that's it for Fields? I mean, he doesn't need any more work? I, I didn't quite understand that. We did see DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for three snaps each. You know, so I, I don't know what to really take away from this. I'm not very impressed with either team. I, I think both of them have a lot of issues. Um, some fantasy nuggets is I think Velas Jones has a chance to help this team more than people want to maybe think. I mean, everyone just thinks about he's so old. Why would you draft him? Well, he might be good at football too. You know, I mean, I think that's a possibility. And the Noah Fant usage through two weeks has been very bizarre. Like he's not really in the mix for them very much. So a couple things, you know, you guys with the, uh, some of your fantasy stuff floating around here. I'm not saying draft Velas Jones, but I'd be wary about drafting fans. I do have Velas Jones, and I believe it was the last pick in the in our Locked On Dynasty League draft. Oh, that's different. Maybe yeah. even post draft yeah. when I picked him up. You know, uh, just to wait and see. He might have some gadgets. Yeah. This. I don't think he's gonna be a high target player or anything. You know, uh, return value maybe. Um, but what and i'm glad you brought up the tight ends that was my major takeaway from this game both teams tight ends let's start with the bears yeah, good point. fields i do want to say with justin fields uh this is the, you know it continues to be worrisome because when you see him out there with the first unit the offensive line's not great and darnell mooney's a number two who's gonna have to play number one and, and i think it's equanimity st brown's been pl- taking the number two wide receiver snaps i mean uh you know they've got some injuries there byron pringle hasn't been playing so 
But but this stat is really the one that worries me. And this relayed from Warren Sharp through two games out of 40 quarterbacks this preseason. Justin Fields ranks number sixth in the highest in pressure rate, 44%. And that's a lot for you. I mean, nearly half of his snaps. (laughs) Right. Uh, fourth highest in sack rate, 12.5%, and number one highest in hit or sack rate, 33%. So he's getting hit a lot behind the line of scrimmage. Um, a lot of people say sacks is a is a quarterback stat as much as an offensive line stat, and I think that bears itself out. I think it's it's I a see bears of- itself out. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Definitely did that on purpose. Um, and so, you know, worried, worried a little bit for Justin Fields in that in that offense because he's already had a problem holding the ball too long. I think he's kind of bailing out a little bit too early at times. Although things like it does seem like he's getting the ball out quicker at the same time, but still with a forty four percent pressure rate. I mean, something's still just not adding up with that offense. Even though you know five of seven passing, he had a nice long first drive to end in a field goal before he left the game. Um, it looks better than last year from Justin Fields' side, but it's not going to look better. I don't think with that offensive line if he's getting pressured half the time, he's dropping back. Yeah, I mean you're, you nailed it. I mean he is a. As Nate Tice likes to say, he's a big game hunter. He wants to hold the ball. He wants to throw it deep downfield, which means longer developing plays. And his blockers flat out stink. You know, I, I think his O-line is probably the worst in the league. I mean, I think I would trade anyone with that. I would not trade any of them with that one. Uh, looking for good news, folks. I mean, I, I was looking at salary cap space yesterday, and we were talking to Sean Watson and next year, the Giants have $54 million in cap space. That's second in the league to the Bears, who have $100 million. So, And Seattle is 40. So better times are coming, folks. I just look at the Bears and say, just hang on this year. Don't ruin fields. I don't care if you win a game. You know, draft the Ohio State or LSU receiver, sign another draft five off, you know, sign offensive line left and right. Just don't destroy this guy over the next 17 regular season games. And maybe that's why he only did play nine snaps. And you hope it's not too late. Exactly. Exactly. He's not already getting destroyed and has yes. been destroyed over the first couple of years of his career. Um, but I, you know, don't want to bury these teams quite yet. One thing, both tight ends, you nailed it with. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Yeah. It's the end I'm of the week. With that. Okay, yeah. yeah. It is the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noah Fant, one catch, minus three yards. His Ooh. usage is worrisome because um, Will Disley's not even back. Like I, I, big Parkinson's side. playing over him. And, yeah, they, they've kind of been trading in and out with Colby Parkinson and, and Noah Fant. And Noah Fant was one of the pieces coming over in the, the trade with the Broncos for Russell Wilson. And you thought he'd be a big part of the offense and might have been a, a big piece of that trade. But right now, I mean, he's teetering on tight end 2-3 on his own team. So if, if we're doing stock up, stock down, which is a segment we do during the regular season here on Peacock and Williamson, big stock down for Noah Fant, just judging by how much they're using him and, and what his role could be when Will Disley's back in the offense. I mean, he might be a firm tight end two at best on, on his own team. So not touching him in fantasy leagues. And on the other side, we talked about the lack of pass catchers for the bears kind of building some chemistry with tight end Cole commit there. And mm-hmm. I think he's got enough athleticism, enough ability that he's going to be an every down player. He can block a little, he can catch a little, he's got enough juice to get down the seam a little. And so uh, you're, I like the rapport. I'm seeing him getting built with his quarterback in Justin Fields. So I, I would say stock up with Cole commit on the other side. Yeah, Komet's one of my favorite, you know, high tight end two type of guys, you know, projects. I think he's a catch a lot of balls. He was a first tight end drafted in the class he came out. And that doesn't mean he's a superstar prospect, but there's a lot of ability there. 
And the, the thing people don't like about him is he didn't score any touchdowns last year. Well, that's going to change. I mean, I bet he catches six to eight touchdowns this year. One last thing on this game, and I, it's an apology from my end. I want to apologize to Travis Homer, Seattle Seahawks running back. Uh, he had five carries for 44 yards in this game. It really had, had, a, had a nice run and showed off his athleticism and, and looked dynamic on his 33-yard scamper. And uh, I was I was sort of bad-mouthing their group, saying that, you know, with Rashad Penny's injuries and then now the hernia for their second-round pick and, uh, and Walker, and, you know, you're going to – you have to see DJ Dallas and, and Travis Homer in there. Well, maybe I, I sold Travis Homer short, so I apologize to those guys. Mm-hmm. I, I like what I saw from Travis Homer in this game. That's one thing they have is they got plenty of running backs in Seattle. And I guess Geno Smith, it looked better than what his numbers have looked like. You know, he was 10 Agreed. of 18, not yeah. terrible, 112 yards. Um, he, I think he's we not know what he is. He's, he's, he's fine. But he's, you know, he's quarterback at best 25 through 32 in the league instead of, you know, high end backup of 33 to 40 in the league, you know, which is mm-hmm. still not great for um, week to week having the other team most likely the advantage at quarterback against you. Right, right. I mean, they're going to have to play a certain way. It's going to be a long year for them, too. I mean, but if those tackles and Mafe and Walker and those guys really develop, I can see optimism around Seattle next year. Absolutely. Okay, let's start previewing the Friday, Saturday, week two preseason games. What to look for in each one of those 11 contests next, but level with me. I think we've all been there. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? And you can with Dave. Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash, more money to do whatever it is you need to do. You might have some bills stacking up. You might have uh, this little excursion you need to. You might need to uh, buy something to help your side hustle so you can make more cash in the end. Invest in yourself and get a little help from your future self in the process. You can tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. However you play, get the latest NFL fantasy draft tips from Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty, featuring my co-host Matt Williamson. (laughs) Plus, starting August 22nd, it's Fantasy Week next week. We're bringing you daily top 10 lists for Fantasy Draft Week. Locked on Fantasy Football and Locked on Dynasty, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into these Friday contests here on the Week 2 slate. And we've got... I think we talked Friday. I think we got to get Saturday, Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday are the games, the weekend games. We've already covered the, the Friday games. So we're looking at Saturday and Sunday here on the schedule and it starts with Broncos and Bills. 10 a.m. Pacific time start. Get some of those early mornings here for the West Coasters where we kind of roll out of bed, have a little breakfast, and watch a little football. I, I like that about Sundays on the mm-hmm. West Coast. I used to hate it. I used to wish I was, man, I, the, the late-night primetime games is a night owl. I wish I was an East Coaster with these times. And now having a kid, getting a little older, 
kind of like rolling out of bed and watching football <laughs> on a Sunday morning. And we've got it Saturday and Sunday this week. We've got Broncos and Bills. What are you looking for? Broncos at Bills Saturday. Yeah, my wife's actually um, going to be out of town, so I might just have preseason on pretty much from one Eastern until Monday night straight. You know, just uh, just keep banging this stuff out. This isn't going to be super high on my list because I would bet we see very little Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. They'll probably play a series or two, but I wouldn't push my luck with those guys. Um, how about Cook for the Bills is kind of exciting. Their young D-line, I guess, is sort of exciting. Interesting. One little note we haven't brought up with the Bills is Tredavis White isn't 100% yet, and Levi Wallace is in Pittsburgh. They used a first-round pick on a corner, but right now that corner group is what worries me most about the Bills. Boogie Basham with the sack. I think he was someone that you wanted to look at last week, and I was watching mm, because you yeah. brought him up, and it was a good one, second-round pick from last year. So that's another player I'm watching, and yeah, it kind of goes along with what you're talking about with the, the young players. They spent so many draft picks on, on the defensive line, then added a big free agent in Von Miller to the group with you know Oliver and Rousseau and Basham and Epinesa, and uh, that group should be carrying that defense, and we'll see if it, if it turns out to be the case this year. Yeah, and I'm trying to think who else are – Interesting. I mean, we talked tight ends just a minute ago. Maybe these Denver tight ends, Alberto and the rookie. I mean, maybe they'll get a little bit more run or a guy like Hamler we might see a lot of in that game. Uh, some interesting, I don't say depth pieces, but not uh, primary receivers for the Broncos. And you're right, that Bills D-line, that front, even Ed Oliver and all the guys they've invested in, there's a lot of early picks. And now, you know, big brother Von Miller shows up to show, you know, get them all on the right career path. Uh, I've loved what I've seen so far from the first round or two on that defense in Kyrie Elam, the cornerback. Mm -hmm. yeah, they got themselves a good one, a nice little pick and in round one. Yeah, Albert O and Greg Dolchich, what's that going to look like? I, I think last week, week number one, the, the starters were treated like, you know, the gold, except for Albert O. He was the only starter that was kind of out there. And so mm -hmm. does that mean there's a competition there? And then we might see the third rounder in Dolchich uh, out of UCLA being, uh, being a big-time competition for Albert O because uh, a lot of the fantasy community loves Albert O this year as a sleeper tight end. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of him. I mean, like, we just talked about Cole Komet. You know, would you rather have Albert O or Cole Komet? Mm, I don't know. Maybe Cole Komet. Now yeah. that I've seen him. But we'll see, now we'll see what Albert O looks like. And, and, Less competition. Uh, comparison there, for sure. Yeah, less competition. Yeah, absolutely. Playing from behind a lot for the Bears, maybe. Right, right, right. Uh, I might rather have commit. Lions at Colts. Where are we at with Lions and Colts in week two of the preseason players to watch? So I was all excited to come home. I was going to watch the finale of Better Call Saul, and I just never got around to it last night. But instead, I was doing some work stuff and threw on Hard Knocks Lions, their second go round. And I'm rooting for this team. I mean, maybe it's just this coaching staff being all the old ex-players and Campbell style, but I like what this team is doing. I would imagine they play their guys. You know, the, the, just the mentality of that team. I think they realize they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they're really building a foundation there. So you might see both sides of the ball really, um, you know, stand out and, and play a while. Hutchinson was really good in the first game. Um, so, again, I think the Lions are highly interesting. Not sure what the Colts will do. I mean, I would not play Pittman a ton. I don't think you need to play Ryan a lot at this point. I'm sure guys like Buckner aren't going to really factor in. So maybe the Lions really take it to the Colts' second team. 
Rodriguez, number 44 linebacker. Oh, yeah, he's all over it. Yeah. Yeah, his, he's become a darling. And it's, you know, it's one thing that you realize every year at the end of uh, training camp and preseason is those, you know, those superstars in the preseason doesn't always pan out uh, into the regular season. And so you might overvalue some of the things we see in the preseason at times. So just a reminder to throw out there to some folks, but it is sometimes fun to, to just overreact. Anyway, mm-hmm. it is. Um, and with the Colts, I'm looking at Nick Cross. Uh, I liked him in the draft. I think mm. he could have been a first-round pick next year. Uh, he's so talented. Um, they've, they've called him Bob Sanders, the new Bob Sanders. That, that came from uh, ownership, actually. <laughs> and so, uh, But he's, he's walked right in to the starting job there now at, at strong safety. So I'm going to watch him. And if he's a liability, there's the next superstar safety in the NFL because he's got 4-3 speed, and he is rocked up, and he can hit people. So um, that would be a nice way to complete that defense that looks like it could uh, be pretty good for the Colts this year. I know we need to hustle on these, but Bernard Raymond would be another rookie that they really could use him to grab that left tackle job. And it doesn't sound like it's quite happening yet. In his rookie year. At, at a certain point, it just, you know, when you start naming rookies because you want to see the young players and they're the ones that are going to play a lot in a lot of these games while the veterans sit, Alec Pierce is another one there because they need no number two, number three, mm-hmm. pass to Michael Pittman on offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree completely, but this should be a decent game. Commanders at Chiefs. This one I am all about because I've kind of I was already all in on Sky Moore, and now Ooh, with I love Smith Schuster getting banged up a little bit. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if if Sky Moore ended up being the most valuable rookie receiver in this entire class because of the situation he walked into with a superstar quarterback and and targets available. So yeah, Sky Moore, I'm all about it. I, I'm gonna have my eyes on him for sure. I would think you feature him in this one. Um, A real hot fantasy name, which I can't quite jump on yet, is Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, a lot of thought that Ronald Jones might get cut and Pacheco could be the the main, you know, early down guy complimenting CEH. So interested to watch him, but. I think he's kind of just a guy and the fantasy community is overreacting to him, but oh, whatever. I, yeah. I, and I, you, when you see the possibilities, you're like, oh, a seventh round running back, Isaiah Pacheco, and, and a seventh round running back, an undrafted running back, a fifth round running back, they can all, young players, rookies can jump in and, and have an impact. So I understand the excitement. And I've seen Jarek McKinnon up close. So Jarek McKinnon's been around for a while. Like, uh, he's not a. He's not a roadblock. Ronald Jones no. isn't a roadblock. He might not even make the team. Right, <laughs> um, right. Lair has been a disappointment. Maybe, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't just say that he's, um, you know, going to gonna be a swinging gate that Isaiah Pacheco blows through on his way to running back one usage. But I, I can understand why you might be a little excited, might want to stash someone like Isaiah Pacheco. Definitely someone to watch in this game. Yeah, he's a hot name. Um, last week, we talked about four or five running backs, guys like Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs, et cetera, et cetera, that could be on the move if at the right price. I think if I was Kansas City, I'd be in that market. On the Washington side of things, the rookies, hmm. obviously, Jahan Dotson, um, no doubt. you know, Federian Mathis on the other side of the ball. But um, Jamie I- Davis from last year. Right, yeah. yeah. I just, I just want to see this unit come together a little bit. I, 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 I want to see that this team is just so disappointing. You know, Sam Howell's gonna be fun to watch. All the rookies, sure, but uh, it, it, however long the the starters are in, if they are in, you want to see this this team take a step. That that's what the Commanders are all about. They got a new quarterback. They've got so much talent on defense. Go take that step. So let's start seeing some cohesion here with this team. Yeah, I think they have pretty much talent on offense too. I mean, they have three backs. They got four receivers. Their O line's not bad. You know, like this is kind of a sleeper ish team to maybe win 
nine games or 10 if they get a few bounces or whatever and sneak in the playoffs. So I'd like to see some of that for sure. And actually, um, you mentioned the running backs real quick, the fantasy side mm-hmm. of things. What's going on with Antonio Gibson? He's on the first team. I don't want him. He's not on the first team. Uh, that is uh, that is a backfield that's up in the air. So for sure, something to watch. Yeah, I, I can see them trading Gibson. You know, I mean, maybe Gibson should go to the Chiefs. Talk about a fantasy boost. Um, you mentioned how I just want to throw him out there because really rooting for him. I'm not rooting against Wentz. I just thought Howell should have been a much higher pick than he was. So I'd like him to show the world that they missed on him. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Tennessee Titans. Uh, the, the, the I don't even want to talk about the game because have you heard the latest theory about why Tom Brady is not? I was going to bring that up. Like, where is he? I don't know the new theory, but he's been gone a long time. And Adam Sheffer reported yesterday that uh, head coach Todd Bowles is kind of like, well, yeah, we don't have a timetable, but they didn't seem worried about it either. It's very strange. You just don't take time off during preseason and training camp if you're an NFL player. And he doesn't that, take time off when he goes to the French Riviera with his he's wife. A, you he's know? a grinder. He's an absolute grinder. Right. He, he, he loves the competition of, of even practice. If you, if you have heard anything about Tom Brady. So it's a wild one, but here's the theory and I love it. And it kind of adds up. There's a theory out there. And this came from a Reddit board that, and it's, it's, it's starting to get a little viral, starting to make some waves this morning. Tom Brady is a contestant on The Masked Singer. <laughs> what? Which you need to, it, it ruins it ruins the surprise, right? You can't it, say. You, sign an yeah. NBA. you can't tell anybody what you're doing. He signed a deal to broadcast for Fox. That's the, that is the yeah. network that broadcasts The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer is filming <laughs> this week from the 12th to the 20th. And this could have been something while he was retired that he agreed to do. And it was part of the stipulations of him returning to the team that they were going to allow him to be off this week to, to film this and be on the masked singer. So that is the latest latest theory. And it makes as much sense as anything else right now. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I think that that might actually be true. It sounds bonkers, but everything you just laid out, it's not something he could get out of, you know, I mean, he did kind of retire, I assumed it was like a wedding or something personal. One of his kids yeah. had a surgery scheduled or something. You know, I mean, something behind the scenes that he told them, yeah, I'll be back, but August in the teens, I'm not going to be available. Is that cool? Yeah, because there's something really important. Well, this might not be really important, but it might not be something he can get out of either. Yeah, and and you hope it's something like this and not something yeah. that's, you know, really serious with his family or anything like that. Exactly, but um, it has been a while. And- and that that's sh- I've never seen the show, but um, I mean, I, I wouldn't watch that show if you put a gun to my head, to be honest with you, but, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, which is I'm sure why they want football players as the demographic. Gronk has been on it, apparently. Uh, Antonio Brown's been on that show. I yeah. found out recently. Um, Joe Buck, also Fox broadcaster, has been on the show. OK, it, it, amazingly. And so uh, I love the theory. It's a very interesting one. I, I guess it's plausible. The The timelines add up for this one, and it's filmed in front of a, a live audience, as far as I know. So if somebody's there, and one of the contestants is six foot five and, and has a goat mask or a Wolverine mask, oh, I think really? we to draw some conclusions there, right? And I don't know if wow. that's the case, but we need someone from the crowd to let us know what the, the masks are on this one. All the yeah, all the all the clues are coming together here. I think that's what it was. The A B Gronk connection, two of his buddies, two of his former, you know, top targets. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm buying it, man. Yep, I love it. I'm in 100% on that theory. Love it. And uh, for the Titans, let's see Traylon Burks not run with the threes and run with the ones and look good. 
Yeah, I want to see Willis too. Willis, I think, is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of the more fun preseason teams just because they have a quarterback that's that's a young, talented guy that's going to play a lot. Tampa's probably one of the least favorite, you know, teams for the preseason. All right, tons more games could be kind of interesting. Yeah, and Trask, tons more games to get into here on the rest of the Saturday and Sunday schedule in Week Two of the preseason. But I want to let the folks out there know about better. Help. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. It's one of the most important things you can do. If you show up for yourself, it makes you available to show up for your friends and your family and do everything else in your life that you need to take care of. And whether it's a major event in your life that you need to talk through with a therapist, or maybe you just want someone to talk to you and have a weekly checklist, make sure you're at where you want to be every week. Better help. Online therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. And it's really easy. I went through the process of, you know, answering a few questions and they match you with the therapist. If you don't like your therapist, it's really easy to change it free of charge, too, because sometimes it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. It's not a crisis line, not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send a message with your therapist. You can do it uh, via video chat. You can do it over the phone. However you want to communicate, that's how you can do it at BetterHelp. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. All right, Matt, we got to run through these Dolphins and Raiders, the third preseason game now of four for the Raiders because they're in the Hall of Fame game. What are you watching, Raiders and Dolphins? First off, a lot of these are pretty far road trips. You know, Denver goes to Buffalo, Raiders go to Dolphins. It always used to be closer. I mean, but side note, just want to throw it out there. Both these teams, I'll wrap it up real quick. O-lines. Yeah, I, I think the Miami's O-line was amongst the worst in the league, but I have a lot of hope that it's going to get better this year where I think the Raiders might rival the Bears as worst O-line in the league. So I want to see how both these O-lines perform against good fronts. Third-round center, Dylan Parham. I, I thought he was that a fantastic fit. You know, center, guard, tackle, versatility for the Raiders. Let's see how he looks. Is he going to earn himself a starting job as a rookie on an offensive line that uh, could use an infusion of, of young talent for sure? And then, of course, the the Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, the usage there. Does it look mm-hmm. like Zamir White is someone who could uh, be a, uh, a real – uh, a real asset to your fantasy football teams. I mean, Amir Abdullah, uh, Brandon Bolden, Kenya Drake. I, that's a wide open backfield with a, a lot of players. Josh Jacobs is at the top, but it feels like he's not going to be there for long or at least be part of a committee with the Raiders. It, come to think of it, both backfields will be interesting to see the usage. Miami's got a lot of guys too. They do have a lot of guys, and yeah. you want somebody, if it's that Shanahan outside zone run scheme, and they're able to uh, put up numbers like past Shanahan offenses have been able to you, you definitely want a piece of that guy who's going to oh, get yeah. the most action and uh i mean raheem Mostert, if he can stay on the field has been dynamic in that outside zone stuff because he's so fast so mm-hmm. uh, and you don't have to pay up for any of those backs right now yeah we just need some clarity mm-hmm. steelers at jaguars you follow the steelers closer than anybody and uh, they're a fun team just because of the picket to pickens connection so that's what i'm all about Saturday when I'm watching Steelers and Jaguars. Yeah, and uh, Steelers O line is what I'm really focusing on because I think the Jags defensive front is gonna is a pretty stiff challenge, including the first overall pick. Of course, Lawrence. You know, I mean, 
there's some obvious ones here, you know, Pickett, Lawrence, these type of guys I think will play quite a bit. I think you only see Trubisky for about a quarter or so. Travis Etienne, who's been a, a fantasy yeah. darling, we talked about him last week a lot as well and seen his first action on the field. So, you know, can he continue to stay healthy, continue to look dynamic? So, yeah, there's a lot of easy ones on that Jaguars roster to look for, which makes it for a fun uh, preseason football game. Yeah, I think so. I think the Jags will be one of the most fun preseason teams to watch. We've got the 49ers at the Vikings, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. No Trey Lance in this game. The 49ers have an odd schedule where they're playing three preseason games in, in I think, 12 days because they oh, have wow. the first day game next week, and they just had group joint practices with the Minnesota Vikings, so I think they're going to shut down a lot of the first teamers, so this mm. might not be a very fun game to watch in Minnesota on Saturday. And just the way the Vikings are built, I mean, Cook, Jefferson, Cousins, you know, I don't know that I play those guys all that much either. I mean, they have a lot of draft picks from the last couple of years. It'll be interesting to watch both those defensive backs. But overall, this one might be a little bit of a snoozer. I agree. Kellen Mond, can he can he show yeah, that he's yeah. going to stick in the NFL because the last regime couldn't stand it, apparently. <laughs> I don't quite understand <laughs> it, but yeah, there's some buzz around him. He'd be a backup quarterback for Kirk Cousins at the very least. Uh, Cowboys at Chargers to finish off the the late game here on Saturday night. And um, when I think of the Chargers, I just think of Isaiah Spiller and the running game. And that's what uh, a lot of these have been, you know, for for that fantasy usage, because, you know, they've got a, a stalwart of a running back who's the number one. Um, how's the usage for the number two back? Does he look like he could be of value for your fantasy teams in that handcuff in case Austin Eckler goes down? Yeah, hundred percent agree. I hope I'm, I'm expecting Spiller to grab that job. It doesn't sound like he has yet. And Cowboys outside of CD lamb need to find some pass catchers. So I would shut down lamb and let all these other guys get a lot of time and see who kind of emerges from that group. Great call. Looking at Sunday football games for week two of the preseason, Eagles at Browns. So 11-game suspension, that means Deshaun Watson can still play in the preseason, right? I think so, and I would imagine he will. I mean, side note, I meant to mention this yesterday. When he plays in week 13 in Houston, it'll be 700 days between his last game. Wow. 700 that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I would yeah. play him a lot in the preseason. He needs to play. Yeah, he he completed like one of six passes last week, too. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like uh, he came out hot. So knock as much rust off as you can now. So there's less rust to knock off later. And in fact, play him as much as you can. Really? Uh, I think so. But you got to get percent ready too. like I mean, pl- play him. So like play Watson for an entire half and then play, but then you need Brissett to work with the ones out. Oh, it's All such right. a tough situation. I just hate everything that's going on with the, the Browns right now. You just have to fade him so hard, even though it's such a, a talented team, just because of all this weirdness that's up in the mm-hmm. air. No, yeah. I think that's the best thing, stuff to watch. Cause I mean, and the, the, the side part of that is you can't put Watson or Brissett out there behind a second or third offensive line. So in order to give those quarterbacks some time, you're going to have to play, you know, Werfs and all those guys as well. What are we looking for in this Bengals and Giants game, Matt? Anything that you are really excited to see between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Giants on Sunday evening? 
Hasn't been a lot of great reports about Daniel Jones. I'm hoping he kind of turns a corner a little bit. Burrow's back from the appendectomy. Will he play? I guess it's possible, probably a long shot. Yeah. Unlikely. Yeah, unlikely yeah. he would play. Some Wondell those, Robinson? Yeah, like the, the receivers. What's going on with the New York Giants receivers? I, I want to get some clarity there on what the usage is going to be. If there's going to be a quarterback that even can facilitate any of that usage, like Canarius mm-hmm. Tony is he going to get on the field. He was banged up last week. Wandale Robinson. So uh, that's absolutely what I'm watching for there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's probably the best thing to look at. Maybe Thibodeau for a top 10. I would say Thibodeau is kind of interesting too. Yeah. Very quiet camp around Thibodeau. You mm-hmm. you hear about everybody else, Hutchinson and, and even Trevon Walker, and you hear about flashes, this player flash, this, then that. I haven't really heard a peep about Thibodeau throughout all this. I, think, I guess everyone's focused on the quarterback situation so much. Yeah, maybe him and Ojolari play a, 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 a five, four series together. And that and reminds you, me, I have heard good reports about Ojolari that he's taking yeah. the next step. He's going to be a Pro Bowl player this year. That was the report out of camp, I think, yesterday or today. I mean, if those two could be a, a really potent edge-rushing duo and Thomas and Neal could be a really potent pair of tackles, it's a heck of a building block there. I mean, it's something to get excited about. Sunday evening, finish off the, the the weekend schedule of games before Monday Night Football. We'll push that Monday Night Football game back to another episode and talk about that next week. But Ravens and Cardinals here to finish it up. Matt, what are you looking for? Uh, Baltimore mm. at Arizona. I don't think we're going to see any of the Ravens running backs. That news hasn't been good. Lamar's got a contract situation. I doubt you see much of him. Will Stanley play a fair amount? Probably at left tackle. I think he's a key, key guy for them. Their pass rush worries me a little, so I'd like to see an O-way or one of those type of guys maybe really shine in this environment. Cardinals? Uh, O-way's a good one because yeah. he's a raw player coming out. You just want to see that technique and right. see if he's somebody because all the physical ability is there. Does he look like that player that, that's ready to, uh, from a technique standpoint, be in, in, uh, an every-down nightmare for, for offenses? That's actually a really good one. I think he's a pivotal Raven this year. Mm-hmm. Rondell Moore, Marquise sure. Brown. First round linebackers from the last couple of years. Yeah. Do the linebackers look like linebackers? One of them looks like an end and one looks like a safety. Are they going to start looking like <laughs> right. linebackers? Right. 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 Important. I'm a little worried about this uh, this Cardinals team the more I think about it in, in, a, in a somewhat competitive division. You know, I think they're better than the, the Seahawks, but man, they might have their work cut out for them to be higher than, than third in the division. They really feel like an underbet to me in the over under win total category. That is the schedule for week two of the preseason. And of course, as we do, Matt and I will be back after the weekend to break everything down. Our biggest takeaways from week two of the preseason, all the storylines around the NFL. We will have that analyzed for you right here. Peacock and Williamson.